What you are about to hear is meant to transcend time. Its purpose is to draw a line from the visionaries of today to the preservers of tomorrow to the patriots of an age yet to come. I'm Dave Milner. On September the 23rd, 2013, I released a recording I'd been wanting to make for some time. The program that was a minor reason for starting a show in the first place. Two years from that initial podcast, the threat to individual liberty has only grown not only in the United States of America, but around the world. This drove me to make notable updates to that original show. The audio may sound different at some points, because my recording methods have changed. This is necessary because I intend to run this show once each year, as long as I am able. I invite listeners to share links to the following recording with all they know who value personal liberty. Show hosts and producers have my permission to use it as long as I receive proper credit, but far more important are the suggestions and messages it holds. They make up a formula that leads humanity from totalitarian darkness, an outline for the resurgence of the individual, a plan for the way back. Stand by for action. Thanks for joining me. My name is Dave Miller. I am the Unlimited Blind Guy. I often do shows based on what strikes me. I might see an article or I might hear commentary that I think needs to be addressed or something like that. And this show is no different. What I want to do is address how we find the way back. Now, I think it's become pretty obvious to a lot of people that the United States of America is not the same country that it was when many of us were kids. I think you can say that if you're pretty much over 40 years old. I think it can also be safely said that we have to adopt a variety of strategies and tactics for dealing with this situation so that we can return to a point where personal liberty and a government governed by the people is the norm instead of the other way around, which it is now. I take a lot of techniques and whatnot from pop culture. And some time ago, I saw our personal liberty slipping away. And it reminded me of a series of science fiction books written by Isaac Asimov, the Foundation series. The first three Foundation books, Foundation, Foundation and Empire, and Second Foundation, addressed one very important thing. In these books, a galactic empire, which had represented order and peace, was breaking down through decadence, corruption, and other issues. The hero of these books believed that it would take 10,000 years before a new empire that would have real benefits for its people would rise again. So what he tried to do was to create social engineering that would guide people so that instead of 10,000 years, the what he called interregnum would only last a single thousand of years. Now, I put that in terms for today because we're very close to, and in fact, I believe personally that we have tipped over the point where personal liberty is no longer a priority in government. It has switched to control. Now, I know, and I think anyone else with sense knows, that there will come a time 
when the people demand a return of personal liberty. They will see their government as overreaching, dictatorial, heavy-handed. It's already beginning with some, but it's going to take quite a large amount of time, in my opinion, for that to sink in and for the average man and the woman in the street to demand a return to a time when the government will actually be run by the people. Now, this could take some time. If you look at the model of the Soviet Union, what you saw was that the communist system after 1917 lasted for 70 years. And if you look at Russia today, you see that many of the same old hardliners that existed at the end of the Soviet Union are still around and still have influence. They still haven't managed to throw off many of the shackles of totalitarianism that communism has put on them. That being the case, one has to wonder how long it will take us here in the United States of America to return to a point where we demand a government that is run by the people and does not run people itself. Now, I tend to think of this time as an interregnum, as Asimov put it, and I tend to look upon conservatives and libertarians and other independent thinkers as the people who will bring the populace of the United States of America through this interregnum and into a point on the other side where the people will have the tools and the power to once again regain personal liberty. Now, 10 months ago, I wrote a piece, I guess you'd say, called American Sputnik, and it was fairly well received. If you haven't read it, you may want to do that. Now, this was inspired by something that Kurt Schlichter wrote called The Conservative Insurgency. I had had these thoughts of some way to manage and preserve the correct information through the leftist interregnum into when it will be needed. But Schlichter kind of beat me to it. He beat me to it by a few days. Not being daunted, I saw one or two things that he hadn't put in and decided to put those in myself. Reiterated a few things that he said and came up with something pretty good. So if, if anyone hasn't read that, you may want to read The Conservative Insurgency by Kurt Schlichter and American Sputnik by me. I'm going to uh, put both of those in UBG contact on the Twitter. Now, I felt, given the uh, current commentary going on in the conservative community, that it was a good time to revisit American Sputnik and to add a few things to it. Now, I'm not going to read you the entire thing. What I am going to do is give you kind of the general sense of it, and I'm going to um, expand on it with new thoughts that I've had. And looking at the first paragraph... I see that, yes, the basic premise that I wrote down is still true. The leftists have only gotten stronger in media and pop culture, and conservatives are not going to be able to compete with them in that arena with the same strength. Now, that's not to say we shouldn't compete with them or that we shouldn't try to compete with them. Not at all. It is saying, however, that we're not as strong as they are. Now, there are some people who are going to look at my whole viewpoint and say that it's defeatist and that all we need to do is hunker down and work a little harder and we can we can win through this thing and it's all going to be all right. And listen, I'm not saying that people shouldn't try to deal with things as they exist now. 
I've never served in the military, but I do understand the difference, in this sense at least, between strategy and tactics. In this sense, tactics is how do we deal with something that's here. Strategy is how can we plan for what's coming. And what I'm talking about doing with American Sputnik and what Kurt Schlichter was talking about doing with the conservative insurgency is strategy. It is dealing with the future. And that's not to say that we can't move on all levels to try and restore personal liberty. Anything that we can do that's nonviolent and productive to further the cause of personal liberty and to keep it in the minds of the people is a good thing. No one says that we just have to hold with one technique or one strategy. There are more conservatives than you think, and we can all do different things. We're all good at different things. And this is our strength, I feel. So we all should do these different things. Basically, it's about find what you can do and do it. You don't have to do everything. I know there are some people who say you have to do it all or you have to at least try to do it all. I say do what you can. Do what you're comfortable with in your abilities. And if you have to leave your comfort zone because you feel that it's important to further the cause, that's even better. Okay, but do what you can. And what I and others can do on one front for the personal liberty of people is to talk about strategies moving forward into what I believe is going to be the next century. This leftist dark age is going to take an awful long time, folks. I do not expect to be alive to see the other end of this. It would be nice if I could be, but I don't think I will be. So, what I'm going to do is try and lay out some strategies that people can use in the years moving forward. Because if this doesn't stop with us, it can at least start with us. And that's what I talked about in American Sputnik. Now, Americans don't like to wait. We've been raised in a uh, give-it-to-me-now culture for the most part. And most of us are impatient. We don't like starting from the start. Baby steps are something we hate, or as Richard Marchenko put it in uh, some of his books, I hate bleeping square one. But that's where we are, and that's what we have to deal with, and that's what we will deal with. Now, as I pointed out in American Sputnik, what we have to do begins with the education of our kids from K through 12 and beyond. What the left wants to do is summed up in Common Core. And Michelle Obama rather chillingly said that we have to change our traditions and we have to change our history. And let me be clear about this, folks. They mean exactly that. Now, you don't believe me? There was a recent story about a uh, textbook being used in Denton, Texas. That's a suburb of Dallas. Denton is, by the way. That supposedly points out the uh, supposedly teaches the history of the United States and in that it has its version of our constitution and in its version of our constitution the second amendment as far as this book is concerned says that people have the right to bear arms as long as they're in a state militia this is absolutely not what the second amendment to the constitution of the United States says but this is what's being taught in our schools so, we have to educate the young ourselves. 
we have to basically deprogram them because Common Core is going to be the new norm in most schools. If we can get our kids out of public schools and homeschool them, so much the better. If we can get them into private schools that have curricula that we approve of, so much the better. But the alternatives for educating our kids are going to grow fewer and fewer as the left slowly tightens its grip on our educational system. They will make sure that no one can get any kind of official certification who hasn't gone through their program. So, what do we do? As I said, we have to deprogram our kids because brainwashing is exactly what is going on in our public schools right now. Now, who can do this? I think that this is a great place for churches to help. Churches already do a fantastic amount of charity, and since they're organized, they can take up this task as well. People can bring their kids to the churches, and they can give them proper education, teaching them respect, but also teaching them that some of the principles that they're being taught in the public schools are just plain wrong, and showing the kids why these are wrong. So that at the other end, we will have kids who understand history, ethics, personal responsibility, and respect. And we will also have kids who will understand that they are growing up in a world that increasingly does not believe what they do. We will have to teach our young how to resist the oncoming tide of socialism in a nonviolent and constructive way. And we can do that. That is possible. Now, in American Sputnik, I expanded on an earlier idea that I had called Freedom Boxes or Liberty Boxes. These were materials that I felt a future government might proscribe because they do not agree with what these governments might want. And I included things uh, like the Articles of Confederation, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution of the United States, um, that's as of about 2008, the Federalist Papers, Democracy in America by Alexis de Tocqueville, The Road to Serfdom, History School Books. Uh, this is history school books that uh, were produced before 1975 or history school books that have been properly vetted and um, do not have leftist content. The Art of War by Sun Tzu and I'm adding one here, Lord of the Rings because Lord of the Rings teaches some very nice moral lessons. But what I said in American Sputnik, and what I still say, is if people can gather these materials together, they should be in print, first of all, and they should try and get as many copies as possible. One to save for the future, for a time when the people are going to need to have real blueprints of the kind of government that they can control instead of the other way around, and copies for teaching. Copies for teaching our young. Copies for showing people who have an interest. Because that's what, um, as Mr. Schlichter puts it, a real insurgency is about in many cases. It's about information. And at this point, the left controls almost all mass media outlets. So we are going to have to approach the problem from the bottom up. We are going to have to have basic information and be, be able to disseminate it in a way that can't be tracked by a future government. And while you can 
easily track an email, you can't easily track a book that you hand to someone. Now, one thing the lefties have been able to do in furthering their cause, and this ties into education as well, is they've been able to develop songs, poetry, plays, movies, TV, things of that nature that have been entertaining and have furthered their cause. Conservatives have to do the same thing. And uh, yes, I am talking about doing this as a long-term strategy, as part of education. Because we have to remember that even though we're discussing deadly serious business here, there has to be a fun aspect to things. People can't be on a conflict footing 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. If that happens, you're going to go crazy. So, you have to find ways of entertaining people while putting out the message. And notice I said entertain before I said message. That's what the left does, and that's what the right needs to do. Now, this is not easy to do, and the left have far more practice at this than we do. But that doesn't mean that we can't learn, adapt, and do these things ourselves. And that means that, uh, again, this goes back to doing what you can do. That means that writers who can uh, put together fun stories should write. That means that people who can play music in bands, good music, should go out there and play and try and sell their stuff. That means that visual artists can use their talents. It's all about education. And yes, it does begin with our kids, but it continues with adults. As I put in American Sputnik, education never ends. Now, I talked about the inevitable backlash of the left, and uh, this has already begun because, of course, there are people out there on the right who are already beginning to um, adopt long-term strategies and short-term strategies, and the left aren't stupid. They can see this, and they're beginning to counter it already, and they have considerable means to do that. Now, one thing I've thought of in the past week or so is that, yes, we should get out there as much as possible, whether we do it through the net or in person or whatever we do, and advocate for personal liberty. And we should save materials for a time when the people will search for a direction because the unsustainable socialist government that they will have been following for generations will have fallen apart. And we have to be ready to come out then and say, this is the direction to take. But because of the backlash from the left, there are going to have to be some of us who are going to have to remain silent. See, the thing about making yourself known to the left, and this, frankly, was one of the things that held me back from doing a show or whatever the hell you call this thing, is that the left will see you, and that will paint a great big target on you. We should keep on for as long as we're able to keep on. That's a tactic. We shouldn't shut up until we're forced to, all right? But it's a good strategy for some, a few to educate themselves, arm themselves with the materials that I spoke of, not with guns, but with educational materials, and wait in the background and not be targets of the left. Because I feel that there will come a time when it is almost certain that those of us who are speaking out for personal liberty are going to be silenced. And many of us, in fact, I think most of us, 
are not going to just go away when the left tells us to shut up. That's what's going on now. We're, we're going to uh, wind up getting a harder nudge at some point in the future. So we have to make sure that there are some people who are educated, who say nothing in any form of media. This will ensure that however bad any future government gets, that there will always be a few people out there ready to show the people the way towards personal liberty from socialism. Now, that's all pretty speech and everything, but how do you disseminate information in a world controlled by an overreaching government? I mean, when the Internet is no longer accessible to people on the right, how do we get information back and forth to each other? It's certainly going to slow down. Get ready for that, folks. Right now, we, in, we enjoy um, information exchange uh, at a level never dreamed of in recorded history. But the left has its way. That's going to slow down. So how do we do it? We know How do we get information from one person to another? Well, in American Sputnik, I've suggested using uh, BBSs, bulletin board systems. This was the big way that people used to communicate with each other over computers. But this system may not last that long. So if there's no access to BBSs or short-range Wi-Fi networks between uh, trusted computers, what can we do? How can a future generation move information from person to person in a way that won't be traced? Well, there are machines called typewriters. I know a lot of you older people remember what a typewriter is. And many of those are manual typewriters. They don't even need electricity a completely untraceable means of more or less quickly putting together information for dispersal. There are other methods too. I mean, if nothing else, can use the handwritten word and can have meetings between people to pass information back and forth. And I want to expand on that a little more. Now it's said that, for instance, one of the things that people are going to have to do is be diverse and individualistic in their choices of things to preserve. I made some suggestions earlier, but none of this is cast in stone. You can, and I think for instance should, add the Magna Carta, the writings of John Locke, that's John L-O-C-K-E, the Petition of Right of 1628, the English Bill of Rights of 1688, the United States Articles of Confederation, the Anti-Federalist Papers, and the writings of Frederick Bastiat to the list. Use the imagination and resources that you have. Teach with and preserve what you can. When the day comes that the new patriots begin to form the next republic, that will ensure that there will be a large body of material for those framers yet unborn to study. Now, it might also be wise to include the Bible and or other holy writings in with your freedom box or liberty box or whatever you choose to call it. I mention this, though many of you probably already have that notion, because in the two years since the initial recording of this program, the Islamization of the world has been accelerated greatly by people like the current President of the United States, Barack Hussein Obama. That future generation, yet unborn, that is going to have to set up a new republic could well be living in a world where any writing, any teaching, anything that is not Islamic will be proscribed, 
destroyed on discovery and its owners penalized with jail time or possibly even death. Let's make no mistake here, people. This is not playing around. As governments not just in the United States of America, but elsewhere become more and more totalitarian, their methods for information control are going to become more and more harsh. Succeeding generations of defenders of personal liberty are going to have to be stronger, and they're going to have to be smarter. I spoke earlier of how some of the teachers and preservers are going to have to go silent so that they will not be detected. You could call that the way of the snake. A snake is a delicate creature that can easily be crushed. So often it must be silent, move carefully, and strike only when the time is right. But there is another lesson that will have to be learned in the post-individual liberty world that will have to be applied in some cases so that teaching and preservation of knowledge can continue. If some being silent and pretending to go along with whatever administration is in charge at the time is the way of the snake, some others will have to practice the way of the chameleon. Along the line between the making of this recording and the New Republic will be a stretch of indeterminate time where leftists and Islamo-fascists will be in charge. Now thugs like this need to know that they have their boots on the necks of the people. They need wins in order to be secure. And that means that once in a while, someone on what we would today call the right will have to make a sacrifice and publicly say that they have seen the light of socialism, communism, Islamofascism, or whatever flavor of totalitarianism is running the world at the moment. By throwing this kind of red meat at the tyrants of the future, they will better be lulled into a sense of security until the time comes that they can be overthrown. Now I know everything that I've spoken of sounds rather dire and quite a lot to do. Some of you may even be thinking that it would be pretty much impossible to preserve and teach with the knowledge that I'm talking about. Totalitarian regimes can be very thorough. History has taught us this. But I'm here to tell you that not only can it be done, but that it can be proven that it has been done. Documents on the ancient Roman Republic lasted over 1,800 years from the end of that republic to the beginning of the constitutionally federated Republic of the United States of America. And believe me when I say there were people in power who did not want the populations they controlled to be informed of any other form of government than the one they were living under. And yet, despite that, the documents were preserved and the teaching continued from generation to generation. If it's been done once, it can be done again. And for the naysayers out there who might be thinking that all I'm talking about would be just starting a multi-generational cycle over again that will inevitably end with more tyranny, I'll point out that the Constitutionally Federated Republic of the United States of America mandated more power to the individual than the ancient Roman Republic. This because the framers of the American Republic were able to study and refine methods of government used before, during, and after the ancient Roman Republic. They took the lessons of their past 
and formed a better version of a republic. If teachers and preservers of the information I'm speaking of hold to the task and do their jobs well enough through the years, the generation of patriots yet unborn will be prepared to set up a republic that not only mandates more power to the individual, but will avoid any mistakes possibly made by the framers of the American Republic, so making for a better chance that the ongoing cycle of freedom to tyranny and back again will not revert back to tyranny. Now guys, I understand that what I'm talking about is not the kind of thing you want to hear. We all want to believe that we can resolve this thing in a few years. I don't believe we can. You know, but what if I'm wrong? What if I'm full of crap? Well, you know what? If I am, it's not going to hurt anything to gather the materials that I'm talking about. Because one thing is absolutely for sure. The left is never going to go away. Elitists can gain too much power through socialism. Since I wrote American Sputnik, we've seen that socialists and Muslims have begun to operate in concert, something which is rather frightening to me, but something that I think should not be a surprise to anyone who has any notion of strategy. This is a, uh, a favorite method. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. And right now, socialists are getting together with Muslims to create a control base and that is going to be something that we have to counter over time. Patience is required in any long-term struggle, and we are going to have to have patience whether we like it or not. And one other aspect, we're going to have to deal sometimes with allies that we might not necessarily want to deal with. And what I mean by that is that we're going to have to deal with folks that we don't necessarily personally like, we're going to have to deal with people who may not have our same religious beliefs, our same lifestyle choices. Now, there are really good people out there who have really good values, but they don't necessarily want to deal with people who don't share their X, whatever it is. All right. Now, folks, let me tell you something. You're going to have to get over it. All right. That's not something that a lot of people want to hear. But... If in the long term we are going to emerge victorious, and I think we will, if we're going to keep the interregnum as short as possible and possibly save a generation or two from living under socialist dominance, we are going to have to ally ourselves with people who aren't 100% like us. Now, don't let the left tell you that only people on the right are like this guaranteed there are plenty of leftist bigots. They just hide it better. They know all the politically correct language. They know how to spin everything so that it looks as if they're not bigots, but we know that there are just as many bigots on the left, if not more, than on the right. So, what do we do? We ask ourselves the question, which is more important, me being comfortable or me allying myself with whoever I need to to further the cause of personal liberty. Now, I think most of the people on the right are going to make the correct choice. And here's something else that some of those folks are going to find. It might even come as a surprise to them. The people that don't necessarily have the same lifestyle choices or religious beliefs or things of that nature are not as bad as they might think. They're going to find this out to their delight. Now, as the uh, new friends of the uh, elitists say, uh, the new friends being the Muslims say, 
They have all the watches. We have all the time. And that, I believe, is the strategy, the long-term strategy that we on the right are going to have to develop while we're using short-term tactics. And if we do that, if we're nonviolent, if we're tolerant, if we are respectful, and if we work in this struggle for the return of personal liberty, I know that we can prevail. Now, there will be some who will say that all of this has been defeatist talk. And I bring to them two points. First of all, anyone in a struggle who does not allow for a long-term strategy and merely concentrates on short-term tactics is a fool. And the other one, we've already won. We need to understand that personal liberty is something that most people want and most people enjoy. So the question of personal liberty isn't one that we're going to lose on. We haven't lost. We will never lose. We've already won. And I say that with good short-term tactics and a long-term view that is respectful of others, pragmatic, and applied with love, we will find the way back. Whether you listened to this program as part of a series or in total, I want you to know that I appreciate each and every one of you. Take from this program and apply the methods suggested and add some of your own. Thank you for listening. May your God go with you, and may God go with the teachers and preservers of the legacy of personal liberty yet unborn. Goodbye. The Unpleasant Blind Guy is copyright 2015, Anno Domini.